Welcome to the One Pan Podcast. I'm John. And according to 23andMe, I'm 3% Icelandic. <laughs> and I'm Bryce. And tonight, we'll be making... Bourbon Bacon <laughs> Roast Beef Sliders! With cheddar cheese on them. With, with, with sesame seeds and cheddar cheese. That's no, yeah, sesame seeds. Sesame seeds. We sesame seeds, but the recipe calls for poppy seeds, but we're doing sesame because I don't want to fail my drug test. <laughs> the Fargate. Every time you do your German <laughs> accent. It is a Fargate. Get it goes far. And it has nothing to do with that movie and that syndicated series based on the movie. Okay, fun fact. I've already told you this, but... Germans are offended with that you. accent? Yes, it is. Uh, they should be. They but, do. But God, I got punched up by one more Stargate. Time. Yeah. The, how many seasons? Nine? No ten fucking seasons? idea. I just know Kurt Russell's giant. Kurt Russell's guile-style oh. flat Ooh. top. The yes. greatest flat top in the history of mankind that isn't hand-drawn. Yeah, like that flat top, like, you could... Saved nations. <laughs> Like, it's that a standard top, of measurement. That flat top saved America. Yeah, yeah. Like, have you heard of the kilogram? Yeah. It's, this, it's an object that is so perfectly a kilogram. Uh-huh. It's what we're basing it off of. Is that, like, how we're deciding flatness? Uh-huh. Okay, yeah, exactly. it's one of those. It's in the archive. That's hilarious. Okay, that's so funny that you bring that up because there... I, so, I read this article, and I'm going to do a terrible job of explaining it, but... For the longest time, the kilogram the, – so there's like a, uh, a universal standard of weights and measures, right? And there exists in a facility, I think in France? I thought it was in South Africa. Something like that, that they have the kilogram. The the real kilo, – like the thing that ki- every kilogram is ever weighed off of, it's the perfect standard of measurement for that. It's been deteriorating. Yes, which is just what happens. Just happens. If get, so – Scientists that's that's have, what happens when you exist in this universe. It's hilarious. But so scientists have redefined how a kilogram is measured. And it's crazy bonkers scientific. But I just remember reading them like, wait a minute. What? <laughs> You're like, huh, it, is that really up to us? Which? Oh, wait. We just made it up. It doesn't We made matter. it up anyway, which just goes like, I, we, you can't. But it's, yeah. Because. How can you nail down an idea? Apparently with a nail gun. With a nail gun. I just, it kills me that they're redefining it because it just proves that there isn't right. anything. Right. Nothing is real. The speed of light isn't the speed of light. The speed of light is whatever I want to call it because whoever invented the speed of light was like 128,000 miles per second. So then the guy who invented the mile was like, I walked this far. Right. Because, right. It's, it's, how it's we, inherently based off of imperfect measurements it and is standards. Because and... we already have like the, the okay, so a marathon right uh the my understanding of how a marathon came about is the length uh some battle in yeah. roman history when the guy ran to whatever go, fill me in please don't i don't want to do the dishes you're, on this. Get, <laughs> you're giving me the look of you know what you know what this you, is it's so a greek my, battle i was like okay. please don't let this idiot can like talk about history so so it's the battle of marathon yes okay and oh the battle of even fucking better Thank there you, you go no worries no worries uh it's greek mm-hmm. and uh a dude was going to run from town to town and tell him, like, hey, guys, like... Uh, it's basically the British are coming, right? Essentially. It's Greeks. The British are coming. But a guy had to run the whole time. and then The he, Persians are coming. And he allegedly died at the end of it. Yes, but that's where... But he died at the very end of the thing when he screamed, Nike! Yeah. Which means victory. Did we did it! We did it, right? And he so died. I, that's a mixed message to me. Like, imagine yeah. you're just like, 
all right i'm walking into town i'm doing my thing i'm pulling it what would what would a, i'm a greek what would I, i'm bringing uh olive oil in pottery oh i'm sure. bringing it into town right and right? sardines and then this guy just runs by he looks super super tired and i'm kind of like what is he up to up, right bro? right and then he runs he by and he screams. goes he goes nike and i'm like Excuse right, me, but then, and then he, he dies. dies. And, then, it's and like, then he dies. Then he doesn't just. It's not like it's not like he passed out from unconsciousness, and then he got sick, and then he was in a couple of days right. in like a weird, like in the barbershop because the barbershop was like sort of the hospital back then. No, he like straight up heart gave out, blam, was yeah. dead. Yeah, it's like I'd be like, well, take that, Usain Bolt. <laughs> I'm sure he was running fast, but it just makes me laugh that like. Everything is already based off of everything. So we're like, we're going to change the unit of measurement based off of... It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We already named the thing the thing. You, somebody... De- it doesn't... We are, it, Whatever Heisenberg's uncertainty principle, if you measure an object in the act of measuring it, you change it. So what's the point of measuring it? I know I'm butchering that scientific principle, but it just but makes me the think, idea. You're it's more of right like, spot. why are we changing the kilogram to become this, quote, universal standard that's not based off of you know, this thing that weighs anymore right. when it fathoms, already fucking... fathoms were great, but we don't use them anymore. But it, but it, it's also like, it doesn't fucking matter. Furlongs, anyway. Great. Don't use them anymore. Hogshead rods. <laughs> great. We don't use them anymore. <laughs> there was a time where it made perfect sense, but it could be like, we get to a point where we're like, yeah, the kilogram doesn't make any fucking sense. Why did we spend all this time and all this effort <laughs> defining it? It's fine. We're just spinning our wheels. But it just makes me laugh that it's like, it doesn't matter. None of those mattered anyway. So why is this one matter any more, any further or more? Because, we predefine what a unit of measurement is anyway. It's arbitrary. To, it only exists to us as it is. So it's the it's like that false perception of um, – I was talking to you about this a little bit earlier about how dogs, their perception of the world is based off of almost entirely shaped around smell. And you shared the poignant piece of dogs get run over because they trust their sense of smell more than they right. trust their sense of sight, And which is to say like – we define the universe a very specific way, right? We measure atoms. We have all these things. We have all these names for all this stuff. Is that the universe? Is that how the universe is actually, or is it truly just as or is that just the it, lens that through which we view which it? The metaphor is even based on sight. I know. Anyways. It's just it's fucking great. It's it's how we view the universe. Turtles all the way down. <laughs> Turtles all the way down. Is that a was that a TMNT no, episode? I, no. <laughs> No, it's the. Sorry, is I don't a, know what it is. But is it's it, just a, is it a euphemism to, or something? Like no, that? it's when a reference say to it's like all sixes. It's the you know the people who believe that uh, you know I don't know if it's a real thing. I guess I should look this up. But it's the whole you know oh the, the, the world's the, on the back of a turtle turtle. But what's that turtle on? Well, it's on an even larger turtle. And then <laughs> it's all one, turtles. And then it's That's turtles all the way down. That's a great euphemism. That's hilarious. It's just a great and, way of saying we don't know. It's just more. We fucking don't know. <laughs> I got it anyway. That's Can we awesome. get to the bottom of this? No, it's, it's just turtles more. all the way down. I've never heard that before. That's fucking hilarious. If I'm using it wrong, please tell me. But sure, I don't know. I, mean, I won't stop using it. Maybe Buddhist people will do a thing. The Buddha. The Buddha. Uh, I feel like that's. I feel like that's something like that. I feel like that's an Eastern religion. Uh, I think so. It is, saying yeah. Zoroastrianism or something like that. Sure. Sorry, Zoroastrian. I don't. I don't know much about you. I just remember See, that when you word say that... in socialism and socialism and social studies and social like studies and yeah, socialism studies in socialism study and social studies in like sixth grade. I just was like, that's a cool word. I'm gonna be a Zoroastrian. Actually, I don't. And I've learned a little bit about it. No, it's too strict it's for me. It's a little weird. It's a little, a little different. That's fine. I, I don't. I don't have a long. Enough Those of you who like it, good on you. Yes, practice uh, what you preach. Just don't uh, kill people. Just don't do that. Just don't do that. That's bad. Don't don't, do that. don't do things. It's a terrible thing to do. Hey, what are we making? Okay, what are, what are so making? Uh, bourbon, bacon, roast beef sliders. Yeah, what have we done? We've candied. Oh, okay, so the whole first bit we did kind of really before the episode began. Oh, look at that shit. It's delicious. Oh. It looks like fried. 
it it, uh, it looks like uh, when a serial killer skins uh, one of their victims in a horror movie. It sure. looks like their dried flesh oh, yeah, kind of they're, a thing. Their uh, treated leather flesh. face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so what we did before the episode began preheated. Hey, oven's preheated. What we did was we got our Canadian bacon. We threw it in a pan. A one. In, in our one pan. In one pan. Oh, they said the name of the podcast in the podcast. Self-referential high five. Anyway, <laughs> what we did was is we heated up the bacon and we, what, seared it just a little bit, browned it, got it a little bit candied gooey. It. Candied it. So then what we did, so we seared it, made it a little bit gooey and delicious, and then poured in, I don't know, remember that... You ever watch that video of that woman who poured two shots of vodka? Oh, yes, and yes. I poured two shots of whiskey. Two shots of vodka. Glug, 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 I poured, a... uh, quotation marks, two shots of whiskey into the pan, and then we used, what, two, three tablespoons of brown, three tablespoons, brown, three tablespoons of brown sugar to get it really, really fucking delicious. So we've candied that, and what we're doing first is we're laying, we're doing a layer of, here's, actually, here's what, the, the recipe calls for, like, roast beef. Then uh, the Canadian bacon, then the cheese. My thought was, is what if we did cheese, then roast beef, then cheese, then oh, just, just cover it in cheese, yeah. just coat it in cheese, because I love cheese. Well, yeah. And I feel like what what's going to end up happening is, is if there's not a layer of cheese on the bottom, there's not a layer of cheese on the top, the bread won't stick together. Agreed. But if there's it's if it's cheese, meat, meat, cheese, the meats won't bond, so then the sandwich will fall apart. So what do we gotta have? We gotta have glue. And cheese is pretty good uh, food glue. Food glue. Food glue. So we do cheese, and then we do roast beef, and then we do cheese, and then we do the delicious candied Canadian bacon, and then we do cheese, and then we do the top of the sliders, and then we'll throw it in the oven for a little while. We have to cook it covered under aluminum foil for about 10 minutes at 350, so 500 degrees because of the goddamn elevation. I will make that joke every single time, even if it isn't funny anymore, you a-holes. Sorry, you're not. We love you guys very, very much. In fact, we're, at, we're, we're excited. Yeah, we're excited that you guys are watching and listening and tuning in. The numbers are going up on the show, and it's we been love it. a ton of fun and everything. I will be eternally grateful if your participation allows for us to no longer have day jobs. Yeah. Thanks. Love it. Thanks. Finger guns. Pew, pew, pew. It would be a ton of fun to do that. Bryce has uh, sprayed the what? Splayed. He's splayed the uh, whatever nine by nine casserole dish with some roast I don't know roast, with one some layer stuff. Yeah, eh, one layer of roast beef is probably fine. One layer. one layer of roast beef is fine. So he sprayed the, the dish. He threw the uh, bottom half of the what do we get? Not Hawaiian rolls. No, we just got normal, just normal like dinner rolls. Just regular dinner rolls. We kind of did. We pulled them out of the package, but we didn't pull them apart. We just um, sliced them in half, whatever it was, so then it fits in the 9 by 9 perfectly. He laid a couple layers of cheese uh, and then one good solid layer of roast beef. We're going to do another layer of cheese. And then we're going to do the super – I swear to God, this stuff looks really, really good. Now, I, I worry that it's it might be too sweet because of the brown sugar, but I'm I'm really interested to try – the whiskey flavor because I didn't oh, just I use oh, I didn't just use whiskey I used forever ago Bryce got me what like two years ago you got me for my uh, birthday you got me a Glen Fittich single malt 14 year uh, 14 year old scotch scorch. so I'm using I have been delicately nursing that for a long time 
and that we're using the last little bit of it for tonight's recipe. I'm drizzling just a little bit of the gooey, delicious candied sugar. One piece. So then we're going to do another layer of cheese and put the top on, and then we're going to uh, put it in the oven, covered in foil for 10 minutes, and then uncovered for another 10. We'll, we'll brush a little butter on top and we'll... We can spray some margarine. <laughs> we'll spray some margarine, which I guess... I've, have you always heard that, that margarine is like two steps away from being plastic? Yeah, you know... Okay. I don't know how true that shit is, though. Let me... Let me... I I shed some light on it. Oh yeah. You you ready? The Bryce is right on this. Oh fuck! Fuck off. If we haven't told you before, that used to be Bryce's segment when he was at BYU BYU Radio. Radio. And he would do the Bryce is right. So I say it all the time now, and he just gives me this angry look of like, "Listen, don't bring on my past." You have uh, six more uses of that before I dump you as my friend. Oven is preheated, and we're throwing it on. Ten minutes? Yeah, ten minutes. Okay. Oh, it's going to be great. When somebody says... They're, okay, there's these little tidbits. Oh, I was trying to not touch it. Try to make noise. Yeah, you're fine. Uh, titty sprinkles. Um, <laughs> I feel like it's a weird name for boob milk. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> when there's things that people say... That are a good indication that you shouldn't listen to any more things that that person says because that person doesn't know what they're talking about. Sure, when I say uh, things and stuff. Things and stuff? Yeah, listen. That, that's your clue that I have, I'm pulling it out of my ass. Yeah, Don't believe yeah. me. Get me out of this I, I have now, please. editor a podcast now. This is, uh, what, what the fuck is this? is episode 16. I have editor a podcast enough now to hear that I say things and stuff and stuff and things uh, a fucking lot. <sighs> it's a... Uh, kind of a thing i think if i had a, it's kind of a thing it's kind of a thing uh it's kind of a repetitive behavior if i had a nickel for every time i'd probably have like 60 bucks <laughs> cash it's a lot of nickels not not gonna be like i'd be a millionaire to exaggerate it i'd literally <laughs> like i could i probably would have enough to buy the spider-man playstation 4 game which oh. i really want to get Have you ever so so people will say margarine is it's it's one molecule off of margarine. Yes, it is. But like, molecules one, one well, mo- margarine is one molecule off like, of plastic. Is that like what you're trying to say? lots of things are one molecule off from oh, being sure. deadly for you. <laughs> like you know, oh, yeah. Like H two O two. It's just one molecule, or it's just one oh, sure. tidbit off of what is H two O two? Hydrogen peroxide. Oh, yeah. Drink that, you die. Drink H2O. Uh, it's water. You live. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so there's these little, like, things that sometimes people say, and that should be your, your red flag. You say, like, ah, yes. Listen to nothing else from their mouth. <laughs> they a big dummy. It's like anti-vaxxers. Like, you know, vaccines shouldn't. <laughs> not going to listen to a word wah, you have wah, to say. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. yeah. Which they apparently identified patient zero in Washington uh, with the current measles outbreak. I thought it was West Virginia or something. Uh, I thought it was Some only, I thought it was backward ass No, place. no, not backward ass. It's, it's all the uh, idiot liberals in, oh. in, 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 in Seattle who are sure. like, no, the government's trying to poison us with fluoride. And uh, Listen. I uh, I like to consider myself a liberal person that I'm like, yes, LGBTQIA rights are just as important as mine. Gay people need to be able to get married without any form of discrimination. Let them have their cakes. 
let them equal, let women get exactly the equal pay as men, fair treatment all the way around. And there's lots of times where I'm like, you know what? Uh, if the government is poisoning with me with fluoride, what the fuck can I do about it? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> sorry, man, uh, because what? the city controls my water. And then where do you want me to get my bottled water from? What Arrowhead? Yeah, Arrowhead. <laughs> hopefully, maybe, maybe. Okay, cool. Let's just contribute to the plastic waste that is destroying the planet with that. Awesome. Uh, real quick. Or, or I'll, no, I'll buy Nestle water, which is owned by... Which, slave labor. Slave labor and or it's just Texas public water, which has fluoride in it anyway. So ah, fuck you guys. There's just no winning. No, I feel there like isn't there's because there's just, laws against collecting rainwater. <laughs> like, you know what? Fuck it. You're like, look. I'm going to drink my damn tap water. I got my stupid Brita filter. It's reusable. Right. Let my charcoal do the thing. And exactly. Out the tiny little anemone bites. That are, the, anemone bites? I, that's, the, that's the bad germs, I guess. I don't know. I'm trying that, to that should things. be like the name of your like. Uh, my, what? Anemone bites? That's my science channel? Like, no. A uh, little gummy, like, sea. Oh, like, hell yeah. Coral based oh, gummy. Oh, shit. At the, we got at a recording. The museum. Don't. You take this idea. We sue your ass. Yeah. Oh, um, my God. We're going to pitch that to the natural, the Living seriously. Planet Aquarium. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> little, little coral squids, gummies. Little shrimps. <laughs> little. Yeah, yeah. What do you call? What are they called again? Uh, what? Um, what is the word? Uh, anemones. No, no, no. no you call anemone bits. An anemone bits? Yeah. yeah, anemone bits. Okay. Anemone bites. Anemone bites. Anemone bites. That's anemone what it is. bites. There uh, you go. Coral chews. Coral chews. <laughs> Chew chews. Uh, wait. What's a, what's a what's a G? What's a what's an ocean based G word? Uh, I'm trying to think something gummies. Uh, um. A G word. Yeah, like angler gummies. Sure, sure, sure. But sure, sure, angler's sure, sure. just the A. Come on, come on. We can do this. This will be fucking hilarious. Gargantuan shrimp, shrimp gummies? I don't know. <laughs> um, oh, oh, oh. Oh, like, have you heard of deep sea gigantism? So yeah. this is like, so stuff way, 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 way down in the bottom of the earth or in the bottom of the ocean where like there's nothing for a long ways. Oh, sure. There's these critters that just like, so, so there's some critters on the earth <laughs> that like they don't really have a like a lifespan they just oh sure they the just jellyfish keep... that just like yeah no natural predators there's nothing wrong they just continue like this thing could be twelve thousand years old we yeah they just get bigger till they die and if nothing hurts them and they get no diseases they yeah. don't die or yeah they don't run into a sea vent that so they'd like 12, be deep sea gigantism gummies but they'd be like fist-sized gummies <laughs> <laughs> and you get four in a pack that's no, you just get one. Just one. You just like get a, one like baseball-sized yeah. gummy that you get a munch on. Nom, nom. <laughs> That's the best idea. I love that so much. This idea gave me cancer. Oh man, this is so good. This idea gave me diabetes. Yep. Actually, I should say it gave me the bends. The bends. Because it's a, it's a, it's a ocean-related yeah, 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 yeah. disease. I'm, I'm Patty. I know yeah, you're yeah, Patty. I know. <laughs> I know the ocean not shit. The, it didn't give me. It didn't give me a Mercedes. That's not the. Yeah. <laughs> the douchey. It's the Benz. The Beamer belongs. The Benz. To... No, knock it off. I don't care. You and your dumb. Y yes. Cool. You're up cool. on very fast. Thank cool. you. See, for you know, when people me. call it the Benz mm -hmm. or my Benz, I hate that. But mm -hmm. I love it when people call them my Merc. Uh, <laughs> my Mercedes. Yeah, the Merc. The Merc. That's way cooler than my <laughs> car that rich old white people drive. Uh -huh. The Jaguar. The Jaguar. The Jaguar. Which, not gonna lie, I feel like Jaguars picked up their image in the past couple of years. And I feel like a lot of people have had to pick up their image because those, like, the rich old white people already have all those cars. And this younger generation, uh, I mean, we don't have cars. We don't have the money. We don't have the cars. We can't afford it. And I don't think any of us really want that. We don't value objects as much as we nearly value a. Um, experiences anything. Why am I gonna spend $80,000 yeah. on a car when it's like, nah, I'll go to Disneyland or go to Europe or. 
uh, fuck, I don't know, pay for massages for the rest of my life. Exactly, yeah, with these jobs that I have to hunch over, like, sanctuary, <laughs> sanctuary. That's what I feel like at these office jobs. Just hunched over. Get back, to, get back to making code, you fucker. I'm just like, I am ugly, I know, no one would love me. <laughs> but I know Python. <laughs> but I know... <laughs> I know C-sharp. <laughs> I know code. code. <laughs> Deep Sea Gummies is great. I like that idea. What did I call them? Ocean uh, Gummies. Oh, so Ocean Gummies. Anemone Bites. Anemone Bites and um, uh, something Chews. What did I say? Coral Chews. Coral Chews. <laughs> and, and for every dollar they spend on it, it's a dollar. Oh, sure. So Back to save like the, the Great Barrier Reef. Yeah, that'd Save be the fun. fucking planet, make a million bucks. Right, win, you know, win. That would be great. And then they're like, it's a... Uh, There's no one watching. It'd be, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, uh, I, I, I read this article that... This company in Australia, they figured out a way to make plastic from avocado seeds. Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw and that. And it's, like, biodegradable in, like, yeah. 200 days. I'm like, oh, shit, we just did that kind of biodegradable packaging. Yeah. And, blam, make it earth-friendly. Now, the downside to that is once we eliminate the plastic in the ocean, we uh-huh. no longer get to measure the plastic in the ocean with France's. <laughs> Okay, so oh yeah, it's sure. good for the planet because it was the size bad of, for the joke because it was size it was the size of Texas and now it's the size of France, which is bigger. Texas, or uh, Texas is bigger than it's not much bigger, but Texas is bigger than. France. Okay, my f- holy shit! There's that Tumblr post that was passed around for a really long time. They were like, uh, it was people comparing cities or something like that. What it was, they were like, holy shit! You know, something is what's bigger than this? And I'm like, Jacksonville is bigger than Amsterdam. You know that, right? <laughs> yeah, not Florida. Just Jacksonville. Just the Jacksonville. Just the city and county of Jacksonville FL is bigger than most European nations. Right, right. Like, when you see pictures of Venice, like, sure, when I'm down there and I'm wandering in between streets and yeah. space is used as efficiently as possible, oh, it feels big. enormous. Sure, but, like, but this is downtown Salt Lake if. Yeah, yeah, but, like, it could, in a straight line, it'd take me, like, five minutes to walk across it. Yep. Or so it looks. Or so, uh, sorry, uh, five minutes to boat across uh, to gondola around to gondola and to stick in the water i wonder what weird shit is hidden underneath there because the city is the whole city is like sinking and it's been around since fucking galileo or right whatever the hell right it's been. 800 years or something yeah or uh, it's not galileo who's the other guy uh, like da vinci that's it that's what i'm thinking da vinci i'm thinking uh, i'm thinking da vinci oh all right hey 10 minutes that means we're pulling out our our boys are pulling out our boys and we're gonna pull off the foil Oh, I'm oh, breaking everything. Dingity dang. Oh. Do you want me to do it with my metal hands? No. <laughs> my robo hands? Oh, nice. Bryce has geniusly just cut a stick of butter and is using it like a... Like a, like a deodorant stick. Like a deodorant... <laughs> you can say exactly. it. It's like a deodorant stick. It's like stick. a deodorant stick. I was going to say like a rubber eraser, but nope. You are... <laughs> You're sliming it on there. Yeah. That's just fucking hilarious. Getting good coverage. You know? Getting real good coverage. In fact, you know what you should do? You should hold it in the uh, the cross sections or in the in the yes, and hold it for a second while it kind of melts to make sure that the um, the grooves really get like a pool of butter. Uh, that's funny. Where's our sesame seeds? All right. So after he's, uh, I always generously. call it generously applying the butter. I always call it odorant, like uh, Monsters Inc. Yeah. Do you have any odorant? Uh, sure, I got a old dumpster or wet dog. Do you have any low tide? No, no. Low tide. That is a foul <laughs> smell. 
Not going to lie. Actually, ocean smells are one of the very few smells that, even though they stink, I tolerate and I love so much. I love the ocean to the, like, that dead fish, while is gross to me, is brings I, back many good memories of okay. days at the beach and surfing and body surfing and getting you have good sunburn. associations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. So they stink, but I'm also like, ah, that's a fun, like, See, that I gives me hope for that. the universe. That. Because the ocean smells like ass a lot. Like, it really just smells like ass. All right? Sure. <laughs> and, and and the smells... Nasty, like, all day in the sun, bleached egg. But it does give me hope that even with those skanky-ass smells... Skank smells. The good associations make it tolerable. Yeah. What other weird smells do you find that you tolerate that other people hate? Um, For me, it's diesel. I can't... I, I don't know. It's because I grew up in an industrial... Oh, very sure. industrial part. You know, Houston. Oh, see, refineries okay. and, that's and like, shit. Yeah, that's like... Uh, so like diesel's very like, ooh, it's my childhood. Oh, you know what? Ozone. Have you ever had... Have you ever smelled ozone? Okay, so ozone happens oftentimes with, like, welding and arc welding and stuff like that. And my dad... My dad always did that shit. He always... Uh, he never welded for a living, but he always wanted to be good at welding. So at many points in times in his life, he would spend a bunch of money, bunch of money on a welder, and then shit would happen where he'd have to sell it because it'd be like... Ah, oh, we're in a kind of a financial crisis, and it sucked. I always felt bad every time he had to fucking do that because it was like, God damn you, late stage capitalism! Can't you just have things to enjoy, you fuckers? <laughs> Let me be better at things. Seriously. Anyway, he would he would buy like a welding kit or something like that, and it would be that he would play around with welding fun things, and um, I think with specifically with like TIG welding, the way the materials and everything that you use creates ozone. Uh, which is O3, speaking of more molecules. Oh, uh, yeah. One molecule off One of molecule O2. Off. So hold on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sprinkle on the sesame seeds. Do you remember that uh, Mitch Hedberg joke? Uh, more than another 10 minutes. Another 10. Um, 10 minutes. Oh, man. Seriously, you guys are going to love the this, the photo for this is going to be glorious and delicious. We're going to look legit. It's that uh, Mitch Hedberg joke. Sorry, I could have given you a warning on that. That Mitch Hedberg joke where he talks about, uh, how do they get the sesame seeds to stick to the bun? Is there sesame seed backing? Do they peel off the little, <laughs> little sticker? <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, wrong with that. Anyway. I miss uh, him. I, I do, too. He was a great, he was a wonderful comedian that, I feel like his material is timeless because yeah. it didn't, it didn't, it never took a stand against Anyone. It just pointed fingers at absurd ideas. Absurd like, ideas. Absurd escalators ideas. are yeah. just stairs are. that move. When they don't move, they're not out of order. They're just they stairs. are just stairs. Thank you for temporarily becoming stairs. Right. Right. If you tore an ant's legs off, he would look like a snowman. Yeah. <laughs> like that doesn't change. But tortillas are just uh, sleeping bags for ground beef. <laughs> anyway. Hold on. That's incredible. <laughs> I haven't heard that one, but it really is. He's funny, but his stuff is really poignant and fun, and not uh, the best part about it is, is his stuff is truly timeless because it's just things that we observe in our daily life. He's different than like Seinfeld, who makes jokes about nothing. But I feel like his stuff, while relationship based, also kind of takes a stance of pointing out flaws of another yeah. person. Yeah. Which, yeah, in and of itself can be fun because you can kind of like, ah, ha, ha, that person's dumb. Um, also, <laughs> they haven't has... fully thought out their own ideas. So you, you kind of get to make fun of them, that kind of thing. But I feel like him, there's, a, there's probably a handful of comedians that really get that kind of, not existential humor in the, you know, in the nihilist 
sense of existentialism, but they go, they just find the little pieces of, like, human experience that they laugh and they joke at. Like, and, he and, does a good job yeah. of it, Brian Regan does a good job of it. And and it's also pointing out the things that we don't talk about. Yeah. And I think that's what, the, what, I think that's why it's so funny, because I point out, you're like, yeah, we do do that. That is kind of funny. That is a yeah. fun little thing. Yeah. Especially because, yes, it, it's, I feel like their brand of humor specifically and those types of comedians that do that, that focus on that, they're not concerned so much with the uh, overarching problems of life or get caught up with the yeah. current details they're of They're not here to situation. solve anything. No, they're not. And they're just here to be like, hey, this is kind of, this kind of silly for a little while. Okay, Venice. I think it's probably got to be all kinds of crazy shit. What do you? you uh, okay. What do you want to be down there? I don't know. Well, okay, like there's got to be it's, it's buried fucking treasure, it's right? It's Italy's couch. It's Italy's okay. lo- it's, it's, <laughs> it's Italy's stuff hidden in the cushions, uh-huh, man. Uh-huh. How many people have lived in that city over the past eight hundred fucking years? How many times have coins been dropped? Sure. Or watches been dropped? Or like, oh fuck, I dropped this platter of things. I bet you there's all kinds of like, like a whole party banquet style. I bet there's silver down there that are like goblets or things, yeah. signet rings, robes and shit. Now there's probably a lot of stuff that's been like, like totally lots of just, trash and lots of trash. Dead probably stuff. been totally stuff destroyed. But I wonder how much shit is just like consistently down there that is just right. And especially because you figure that most of the time it would have fallen in the canals, but. It's an it's it's still moving water. It's still moving water. Stuff would have gotten pushed around, yeah. moved around, lifted around. There's probably all kinds of wacky wacky techy shit down there that I'm like, you know what? It'd be fun to be to go as like a diving team. Totally. And just like, okay, like you don't even have to have oxygen. You don't even have to have like a, a tanks of oxygen or anything. You know, you could do like old timey divers where they just had a tube right <laughs> up to the boat. You know, or just have, or have you ever seen? I just have a really long snorkel, (laughs) stupid long snorkel. Yes, but it's like it's like a it's a bendable tube, and the very end of the tube has like a flotation device, like a straw. Yeah. No, here's what I'm imagining. That's a crazy straw. Here's what we gotta do. Here's what we gotta do. So it's gummy. We'll get someone. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Here's what it is. Here's what it is. So a gondola Mm -hmm. with people on top Mm -hmm. that have sonar. Okay, but they don't know. No one else knows. This is a secret. Okay. okay, so they have sonar making stuff, and then there's someone beneath the gondola. Sure, sure. Okay, who is doing the looking, the grabbing, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, okay? yeah. And then the big old stick that they're using the gondola is your air tube. Ah. Uh, so no one even knows. So all they're seeing is these people with a laptop, and uh-huh. and they're just typing away. And then a gondola guy <laughs> is gondoling. He's just doing his thing. Oh yeah, totally. And then the the two agents that are part of yeah. the thing, like one's a hot chick, looks like uh whatever. Her Carmen face. San Diego. <laughs> I just really wanted to fuck Carmen San Diego. I want to watch the Netflix special. <laughs> The, the Netflix series that there's a new Netflix oh, yeah. comedy. No, yeah, no, I saw that and I was like, no, I don't want to fuck that. Oh, you don't <laughs> so, want to hear weird, uh, no. anim- weirdly Kim Possible oh, animation sure. style. Yeah, 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 Kim Possible's in Nicktoons. Oh my god, speaking of hilarious, uh, t- um, I watched. The internet hates the new Kim Possible movie. No, Sorry, that, I'm sure it does, but I'm, I'm laughing at like, uh, 
television shows that I haven't thought about in a thousand years. Today I watched. So I had I was watching Dash for a little while today when we were kind of having breakfast, and he got up from a nap and he was being hyper fucking cute. And I was just I was sitting in the the kitchen space and I put him on the countertop and he was just kind of doing the thing that babies do where they're like can't hold myself up. My head's my head's wobbling. If I got a bobble can't leave me alone forever. If I if I got a if I got a bobble head, it would bobble the actual. It would bobble less than his actual head. Sure, he's a weeble wobble. He's always falls down. He's always weebling and wobbling. Um, we watched the rock bottom episode of SpongeBob from season one. Do you ever? Did you ever watch SpongeBob? No, I missed SpongeBob because oh. I was a little too. It, it was billed. It, I felt like all of the advertising was for much younger kids. Oh sure. And so I was turned off by that. Got it. And then when it became when it kind of aged. Oh sure. And and you were already out of it. I was already like, like in care. college. Yeah. And okay. I didn't have TV. Well, so. and that was okay. So my sister was the one who was like, "This is hilarious. Bring it around town." Okay, the first season of SpongeBob is, I think, is fucking glorious. It's so funny because it's so it's totally they don't borrow from anybody or anything. Uh-huh. They don't copy any tropes. It's like Flintstones in originality, where they just like we have this absolutely original and unique concept. Actually, I don't even think the Flintstones did that because the Flintstones was just like we're gonna animate modern American yeah. 50s life. Right, right. Uh, anything bigger than a person is a dinosaur. Sure. Well, it's it's really, it's just like it, uh, Fred Flintstone is Don Draper. Yeah. Under the, like, with the facade of like, it's the Stone Age. No, it's really not. I mean. He's just a he construction worker. He's, 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 he he could have been an ad man. He, he's a, yeah, he's a crane operator. Yeah, pretty much. Which in the is, 50s. In the 50s, which is. Who in the, had a pension and he had, sorry, am I mad? Yeah, no, no, he took his, uh, <laughs> yes, I wish I had a pension too. He took his metal lunchbox to, you know, his metal lunchbox to the thing. They went bowling. They had pork shops on Thursday right. nights. And then they had their club. Yes. The whatever fucking magic Mastodons? water. Mastodons? Water buffalo, I thought. Water buffalo. Water buffalo. I don't know what the thing was. Uh, uh, Aquamoose. <laughs> no, there sure. was like some bizarre. No, I think it was water buffalo. I think it's water buffalo. But uh, the 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 Flintstones was really. Why did they? Oh, that's making fun of like elk clubs. Uh, it's and stuff. elk clubs, uh, masons they... and stuff like masons that. Masons for yeah, sure. Yeah. Fraternities, really. Because what what are those clubs? Those are just older versions of frat frat houses oh, right wow guilds uh, <laughs> which those are the spiritual successors to those it really guys, is it really is basically which just makes me laugh that that's one of those things that humans do um we love tribes that's this yeah we love thing. like we love grouping up and, and being weird about it well and being like ah my group's different than your group fuck you guys especially uh, so i'm reading this book um Oh man, pulling Jesus those out! Christ, I'm excited to eat. Dude, this. they they look bonkers delicious. Hey, we're gonna take a photo in a little bit. Oh, Bryce, get get one with your photo because we're we're live on Instagram oh. and live on the YouTube's right now. Which hey, you guys can follow us on our new YouTube channel. I'm creating backlogs of all of our episodes so you can listen to them on YouTube uh, and tell people about them. We're gonna be I'm creating little videos based off of some of our best moments and stuff like that. So if you have uh, ideas for funny bits that you're like, oh my god, I laughed really hard at this part. Send me a message on Instagram at One Pen Podcast or on Twitter at One Pen Podcast, and I'll make a little short snippet and stuff like that. We have a, uh, I already made one for the Joe Rogan Monastery Experience, which was uh, one of my one of my hands down most favorite parts uh, bits we have ever recorded, which is fun. <laughs> They smell amazing. Two, they look 
incredible. The brown tops, the sesame seed, the melty cheese. Ooh, I'm so hand. ready for this. I know. Okay, I'm going to munch in. You're going to munch in. It's going to be a million degrees. Here it goes. Okay. I'll let you do it first. Did you die? Uh-uh. This one's a hot. I think this might be one of the best things we've made. Oh, yeah. Damn. All right. The candied ham. is wonderful. It's wonderful. I can't really taste the whiskey because I feel like the that flavor is gone. Mm-hmm. But the brown sugar, very prevalent. Good. Jesus Christ, this is so tasty. Holy shit, dude. Okay. This is this is like a four. Do you, uh, this We're is coming a- up on a four and a half, I think. Also, it was so easy to make. Which is a total thumbs up. For total thumbs up. Like, this is... Can you, can you get nine rolls all attached together? Can you get cheese? Can you get a bit of meat? The only hard part was candying the... And was, You don't have to do that! And it was even worth it. No, it was totally worth it, though, to candy the bacon. Because I feel like it's fucking super delicious. But, mm-hmm. really, if you didn't want to candy the bacon, you know what you could do? You could just get honey-baked ham. Mm-hmm. Ooh, man. This is so tasty. Also, good call on putting too much cheese. That was good. Uh huh. I mean, it's keeping it like it's not even really holding together that well. It would have been a stupid mess of it. Uh huh. And also, more cheese is just delicious. Ah, oh. you know what's funny? What? It feels like the candied bacon is kind of difficult to chew. Yeah. It's almost like jerky, though. Okay. Yeah. So it, but it's good. It's not bad because I feel like without that little bit of um, toughness to it, sure, I guess. Yeah. This would be a little bit mush, a little too mushy, I think. A little too squishy and not enough texture to it, but shit, man. This hits all the right notes. It would have been a shitty, cheesy sandwich without the candied Canadian bacon. Yes, that's it. And whatever the bacon does, whatever candying it, it ties it really together. It just adds a complex, like, I don't want to be a weird fucker, but it adds this, like, real complexity to it. Mm -hmm. It makes the cheese taste better. The rolls taste better. The roast beef tastes better. And these are thin slices of Canadian bacon, so I would think that even like getting slightly thicker pieces of Canadian bacon would make it really good. Yes, Bryce just used Instagram too as a mirror to make sure that he didn't have stuff in his beard. Like in some ways, I feel bad because I don't feel like recording anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> like we'll keep going. We'll keep going. But I'm sort of like, we'll get back to you guys later. Uh huh. I need a few moments alone with these sliders. Oh God. Yeah. I'm going to take a moment with these. Holy shit, that was delicious. Hey, we have our first clean plate club. God damn. Yes. That, oh man, I hoovered that. I know, right. Oh man, buttery, cheesy, salty. It really did just sweet, hit. Candy, sweet, whatever. That was so weird. Why is ham, why is pork good sweet? That's weird, because I don't feel like other recipes are that way. Beef isn't really good. Like, right. I would never have candied steak. You know, I've actually had, like, uh, some Asian food places. They'll sure. do, like, a <clears throat> like a honey or a sweet glaze on beef, and it is good, but it is weird. But it's weird, but pork... Pork is best friends with sweet. Pork is best friends with sweet. Whatever the hell, pigs are like... Pigs and sugar, man. I don't know. Pigs are just... Yeah. You know, Jim Gaffigan does his bit. You give pigs the food you don't want, and, it, sure. and then they turn it into bacon. Uh-huh. More, so, more so just like, really, pigs are just like, however you want to eat me, just go for it. Pigs pigs are the real heroes. You want to wrap me in parts of me? Do it. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. want to do, you know. 
You want to slow cook me with more of me? With cool. more of me? You want to smoke this bit, fry this bit, coat this bit, exactly. and barbecue sauce? Will all be delicious. Yes. Yeah. Uh, pigs of the animal. Thank you, pigs. Back. Thank you, pigs. Really, truly. Because if this episode dedicated to the pig, the pig dedicated dedicated to babe, babe, <laughs> Charlotte. No wait. No, that uh, was uh, Charlotte is the spider. Yes. What's the what's the damn Wilbur? Wilbur. Yup. I was gonna say old yeller too, but I was like, he's a dog. That's a dog. And dogs aren't good with anything. No, allegedly. <laughs> I hope to never. I don't eat a lot of. Dogs. I hope to never try dog, nor try horse. That seems. I have actually had horse. You it's have? not great, but it's, it's not weird. bad. Uh, let's see what, what's the it's weirdest. It's like I've weird had? deer. It's like um, weird venison. I've had uh, the weirdest I think I've ever had was uh, raccoon. Yeah, and it's greasy as shit. Oh, those trash pandas. <laughs> those trash pandas. Weird. They eat our greasy, hands. trashy leftovers. Huh, and they're sort of them greasy themselves. I wonder what happened thought. to them. Who'd have thought? Uh, they are what they eat. They are what they eat, which is trash. Poor little robbers in the dark with their little masks. Little bandits. Little bandits. Little, little water bears. <laughs> tardigrades. Tardigrades. <laughs> I wonder if I've ever eaten a tardigrade. Oh, I'm sure. In the, in I'm the sure. water. That'd be weird. And they just big old gulp. It's just, and it probably survived. You probably pooped it out. That's and the right? <laughs> and it, he right? probably showed up to his friends like that was weird. My but nothing can kill me. Oh sure, my stomach acid was like, you can't harm me, you fool. It was yeah. exfoliating for that. And then he came back out. He's like, well, that was a, that was a hell of a journey. That was, that was some weird nonsense. That was weird. So I'm reading this book. Uh, this is marketing by Seth Godin, who talks about uh, tribal marketing and everything. And and it is. It's such an interesting thing about how often, how much we as a society need to break down our borders in order to make this world a better place. Because the more we tribalize, isolate, and other otherize um, people in this world, it's the whole. It's our current like border crisis. Is we look at them, we look at immigrants as we say immigrants. We don't say people. We put them as like, you know. We categorize them. We caricaturize right. them, and we turn them into others so that we don't have to have any kind of. It's a dehumanizing. Yes, it's a dehumanizing thing, and I feel like that's that's where tribalism come. That's where tribalism is now. Two hundred thousand mm-hmm. years ago, it was what kept us safe from sure, sure. animals or other things from like, dangerous people, yes, from well, people we shouldn't trust, well, from, from people who will cost resources, that, yeah. well, and also from just nature itself being surviving. Because sure. they're like, oh hey, you're stronger than me. And I can do cool shit for you. Let's be buddies. Let's team up. Let's team up. And then it was like, oh, I'm going to team up with these other people. Oh, look at this guy. This guy is really good with picking berries. My my ancestors. Yeah. Right? The berry pickers. Berry pickers and the shroom eaters and the, the people that try the weird smelling stuff. <laughs> people who are just like, what's this? I don't know. I'm going to eat it. Uh, I'm going sp- to I'm going to spread the poop around on the crops because the poop has good stuff in it. And with the guy who had the weird poop fetish, he was just like, yeah. I'll spread it everywhere. I'll spread it he everywhere. was just like, uh, let's send him to the field. See yeah. how that works. And then out. it's suddenly like, oh my God, my crops are giant. Oh, this guy's poop got guy it. knows what he's doing. Poop guy. The poop smith. Poop smith knows what he's doing. He just lives in a hut kind of outside of town. We don't talk to him because it stinks right, a little bit. Right. No high fives for that guy. Mm-mm. No washing is left. Everybody, we just wash all of our hands. Yeah. And before we even know wash our hands, we're just take, I'm going to just take a leaf and just kind of like rub the stuff off. <laughs> anyway, it just it's amazing how oftentimes like tribalism has helped us, but in our current world, it's oftentimes it's a very destructive behavior. And I think it's weird how in many ways, like in marketing, they always say, find your tribe, find your tribe, find your tribe, because you're, you're finding, you're niching down, you're getting your product in place and you're creating this thing because the more, the broader your message is, 
right? If I want to sell dad diaper bags, the broader my message is, the more people that I try to appeal to, the more bland my message has to become. If I was a flower, if I was a spice, I'd be flour. I have to like, I, I have to you know dull everything down so as not to offend and encourage the sure. most amount of people. But by sanding off all my edges, no one has anything to grip to. Exa- yeah. And so when you tribalize down in marketing specifically, it's like, no, 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 no. Be reactionary. Be revolutionary. In fact, throw stones at the other guys because then the the crowd that you're seeking after, they're like, hey, this guy thinks just like me. I should probably buy my stuff from him. It, I just think it's so interesting that in so many ways this one aspect of life can be damning and destructive, and in other ways, it's totally it. You need it to survive. It can be a tool. It can be a tool. You need tribalism to survive in marketing, making money, and really finding your foothold in any kind of uh, capitalist market. Versus now, in, you know, in a in a, in real life, in in life, it says where we're you know dealing with actual human lives and human beings and and things. We have to like. We need to be putting down our borders. We need to put, it's, it's, I just think this it's so weird that there are many things like that in life where something is, on one hand, it's destructive. On another hand, it's totally useful. And there's no morality to it, right? Tribalism just, yeah. isn't good or bad. It's how it's utilized. It's a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. And if you play into it, you can utilize it you in a wonderful way. You can utilize it, and you can use it in a wonderful way or a very destructive It's just... That always that thought process coming back to that point always gets me because it's so many. That's such a, a a base truth of this life. How perspective shifts all of our our personal perspective shifts the way we view the world. It's the whatever the lens we view the world through, and uh, and how we base our decisions and habits off of that specifically, and how so often. It is. There is no morality to many things we assign. We assign meaning to so much. There isn't a standard at which something independently of us exists in a moral or amoral way. Like nature doesn't care. No. But we're just making things warmer. We're making, it's doing what it does when it, things get warmer. It is. And so we're like, is climate change <laughs> good or bad? I don't like, know. Well, it's, it's happening. So it's happening, yeah. If bad things happen, then we should stop it. But it's sort of. it's just sort of like... Yeah, the yeah. universe is indifferent. It, it is. It's interesting to think about how oftentimes so much of life is con- it's constructed. We make it happen. We we place meaning on it. We've written words about it and poems or things and this and that. And I'm like, yeah, and chimpanzees and don't matter. give a fuck about it. Yeah, no, no. Ants aren't like, oh. So- a chimpanzee will still eat a baby chimpanzee. Like, it's, <laughs> yes. Chimpanzees are fucked up. But, like, you know, chimpanzee doesn't care. Chimpanzee needs a meal. Also didn't know that they were carnivores. Yeah, they are. Everybody always makes jokes about like chimpanzees and fruits and bananas and shit like that. And I watch this they do, uh, but David Attenborough documentary, or whatever. And then the chimps, because they're slower than their prey, like uh, ring-tailed lemurs or whatever, they have to hunt in packs, like fucking T-Rex, like uh, like velociraptors. Yeah. Well, they'll like swarm in from tree to tree, and one will act as the decoy, like oh, I'm gonna chase after you, and it's really like. Oh, I'm pushing you towards right. a, a trap, basically. My friends. My friends. And the friends are then going to just rip you apart and right. devour you, and it's terrifying. I think I watched it when I was like 10. <laughs> like, I was all, oh, uh... damn! Because I think I'd done, I'd done like a, a report in biology or whatever it was the, the month before about chimpanzees and about how they were fun and great and uh-huh. things. Because we, we had like a chimp at the Cleveland Zoo when I... Went there as a kid and I'm like this little chimpanzee. Like, oh, it's like me, I'm but fuzzy. It. Fu- he's using a stick as a tool. He's <laughs> got a primitive intelligence.
So that reminded me. <clears throat> that was you a know, long ass rant. You know how they talk about your first always being the one that you remember? Your first video game. Oh, you sure. remember really well. But my first ever like report that I had to do in school uh-huh. was in first grade. Oh, damn. And I had to do a book report on a state. And guess what state I got? Uh, Connecticut? Louisiana. <laughs> Louisiana? Louisiana. Louisiana. Um, it's weird. Uh, they, the bumper state? The bumper state? <laughs> I'm trying to think the, of the... The L state? Oh, uh, it's the uh, the flash you with your boob state. Yes, it is the... You know, weird how they didn't cover that in mm-hmm. in first grade <laughs> when I was going over that. when I The book I was reading, they were just like, Louisiana was born, Louisiana purchase like, after sure. Napoleon couldn't pay his fucking debts. <laughs> uh, Jefferson used the system that he criticized Alexander Hamilton for exactly. like five years earlier. Right. Fucker. Right. Uh, yeah, no. I'm uh, a Hamiltonian. Screw you, Jefferson. <laughs> Jefferson can, you know, wasn't a good person. He wasn't. Him and his, him and his slaves. Poor Sally. Poor Sally. But <laughs> seriously, like, first report you ever did in school, what was it? What do you remember? Because um, I don't remember that much about Louisiana. I've only been there a couple of times. For the most part, didn't have a great time. We went as a we. My parents and I, we we had like one really large road trip once, and we saw a ton of. The continental United States. I think it was like over a summer. We drove seriously. I swear to God, we drove through like fifteen or twenty states as the vacation. I saw Crazy Horse and um, Four Grandfathers, which is the original Native American. Uh, I think it's Four Grandfathers, but the original Native American name for Rushmore. Okay, and uh, we saw a bunch of you know fun stuff. Palmyra up in New York and things, and drove all the way down and we're. Uh, went to Louisiana. I just remember getting flashed in whatever Main Street or whatever. Or the no, hell. it's uh, Bourbon Street. Bourbon Street. Bourbon Street. I just remember some woman like flashing her tits like two inches away from my face, and I was all, "Them's boobs." You're like, "Hold on." <laughs> yeah, I was eight, and I'm all, "Hello, hey, hey, hey. what am I talking about here?" I became full. an old Jewish man. Exactly. Hey, uh, oh, oh, Hi, Shul. What do you think? Like? Holy bagels. Hey. You know. Sorry yeah. about that. Hey, hey, sorry, right. sorry. Look, bagels yeah, are great. They are. It's delicious. Uh, my favorite is bagel chips. That's yeah, you do I, love I, some I bagel tweeted, chips. I tweeted that the other day. I was like, bagel chips are the best crackers. Don't at me. Don't <laughs> at me. <laughs> if you don't, if you haven't, if you if you're sleeping on them, you a damn fool. You, d- <laughs> <laughs> you dumb fucked up you now. You dumb fucked up now. You dumb fucked um, I think it was, oh, you know what it was? It was... Uh, a Goosebumps book. I don't remember. Goosebumps. I love R.L. Stein okay. and the Goosebumps. I, I don't remember the name of the book, but I remember that it was, the cover was purple, and it, the kid on the front cover was turning into a chicken. Oh, terrifying. Uh, it was. It was kind of kind of spoopy. Um, I'm sure I could find the title of it now and maybe do the dishes next week because I think it'd be hilarious to revisit all the fucking R.L. Stein I love Goosebumps that idea. books. I love that idea. Hilarious books as a kid. Spooky I, books. Those uh, are really the only books that I've ever gotten into. They're pretty much the best books ever. I, I'm actually, I'm, I'm so, so, so fucking excited that I have my entire original collection. All, I have like um, 40 of the original. Like, I don't know. I think the series is like 100 long before he stopped writing. And then he started writing. So you have like the original Goosebumps 100 books or something or, or there's like 60 of them or something like that i have like i think i have like 47 of them i'm missing a handful mm-hmm. i'm so fucking excited to read them with dash 
I'm so excited. It's going to be great. It's going to be like we're, our chapter books are going to be spooky books. There you go. Because his birthday's in October. So. Oh, so he's a spooky boy. Uh, he's a spooky boy. He's a spooky boy. I'm hoping that, oh my God, I'm hoping that he's like me a little bit and isn't really too bothered by like scary stuff like, sure. ah, that's fake. Totally hilarious. Whatever. Um, yeah, and yeah. not like terrified of shit. Sure. Like a gonna... weird, fearful child. Yes, because then Halloween's going to be really hard where we have to be like, no, we only dress up as Mr. Rogers and characters from his television show because they are safe and not scary. Right. When I, like, want to go as the Babadook. Exactly. Exactly. No, I'm going to dress him up as the fuck... Uh, uh, what's the creature from Stranger Things? The damn... Uh, the, Demogorgon. The Demogorgon. <laughs> or a Demodog. The Demodog. Anyway, you're going to talk <laughs> about something? That's outrageous. No, um... Oh, I heard the greatest premise mm-hmm. for a Goosebumps book. Someone posed the question on the internet. <clears throat> Yahoo Answers? Reddit? No. It was Reddit. Okay, um, good. A good place. A good place. A place where good ideas come from. A place from. where good ideas come from, not... Sometimes. Am I pregat? Am I pregante? Does my girlfriend... If my girlfriend has starch masks, does that mean she can get pregun... Will it hurt baby top of his head? Will it hurt baby top of his head? As if we needed to know what but you're specific. doing it. You weirdos. Weirdos. Uh, no. So, someone posed the question. Mm-hmm. Were Goosebumps books ever new? Like, I know they had a, pub, a publication date. And sure. They, they exist in the physical universe, mm-hmm. so they did have to have a, a starting point. Yeah, at one point, Goosebumps were new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I never ever in my life saw a new Goosebumps. And so someone posed the question, did anyone ever buy them new, or did they just sort of appear in the library? Oh, that's as, badass. As, and then someone said, that sounds like a great point for a Goosebumps book. <laughs> I was like, the that is just appear. I, I would just say that is like the final Goosebumps book. Like oh, that is totally. the capstone. Oh sure. And Arlstein so is, is a wizard. Is, so and then it makes you just question your whole reality. Exactly. That never-ending story is that the, shit. It fucking breaks the fourth wall. Like, wait a minute. Like in the reality, there's I've only always had these. Haven't there, I? There's only one copy of each book. Yeah. But there's actually just these. These they objects that that constantly exist in yes. everyone's universe at yes. every given moment, but they only appear when you need them. Exactly. Exactly. That's why I don't have two, five, twelve, thirteen, and thirty-six. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I love that shit. <laughs> That's fucking great. That's funny. Because if shit. a bunch of new books all showed up suddenly, the librarian would have questions, uh-huh. and and people picking it up would be like, "It's it was, it was made in 1991." But no, it but every spine's new. always a little bit kind of wonky. It's got creases in just it, a little bit. The covers bent. <laughs> there was some asshole that that pinched corners to oh, mark yep. their page. Yeah, I'm that asshole. That's okay. <laughs> I am too. I'm the kid that uh, no, the, you get the book from your best friend and there's gum in the back. Ugh. Chewing gum, like so, it glues the back page to the back cover. Speaking of books and textbooks, shout out to the people who uh, McGraw Hill. No, <laughs> shout out to the people who uh, who in the beginning of the book write down the pages where the boobies are. Oh, hey, shout out to those people. I, I was like just, boobies, like women's chest, yeah. or your boobies, like uh, a, a kids' version. Like of they're telling scary you, things. No, 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 like the boobies. No, no, no. <laughs> blue footed boobies. Um, this is my favorite burb. It's a burb. It's a burb. No, no, no. It uh, you you open the oh here's my new textbook for this year. It's in my science class. Open oh, nice. It up, and then it would just say page four twenty three and four forty four have ha, have the boobs. Oh, and I'd sure. be like, cool. It turns out to be like boobs. And then I never ever <laughs> yeah, went it's back like to that the, page. It's the circulatory system in women. Like this is what the areola looks like. Yeah. Like like weird that you'd put that here but cool all right i'm gonna be aroused by this because i'm like 11 my standards 
are low. <laughs> I'm just figuring out that I have standards. Right, right. I don't even I don't even know what I'm <laughs> I don't into even know what yet. They are. This is weird. This is great. Turns out the circulatory system kind of does it for me. <laughs> the reds, the blues. I gotta put a hole in the theory though, only because I remember buying new goosebumps all the time. You yeah. are a liar, no. and your memories are harsh. No, 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 Scholastic Book Fair, motherfucker! <laughs> I would go every damn year, and my mom would get all the damn goosebumps. I belong to the R.L. Stein motherfucking book club, and I would get that shit in the mail every month when he would crank them out. Which also, I look at now like, damn. I know, Way yeah. to go, Stein. What a resource. Holy How did shit. he? Like, I'm sure he's the fucking were... James Patterson of kids now. Seriously. Because that mofo cranked them out. Because I remember for like a year, I got a new RL. I got a new Goosebump in the month. In the book. Uh, in the mail? In the mail every single month. Yes, thank you for helping me remember okay. the United States Postal Service. <laughs> I got it in the delivery Trash system. Can. Of no. the United States for objects that we give to each other. Uh, is it per- perhaps a piece of mail? Piece of mail. A yeah. Posturing system. <laughs> Anyways, no, no, those jokes weren't good. Those weren't good. Anyway. <laughs> They're not getting cut, though. <laughs> That's great. Anyway, um, no, I got the, I always got new consumers, and that was the thing. So they are real. They, they are real, exist. but it's just think it's. I think it's funny. No, but seriously, like I, I'm oh, sure no, if you were to. I'm the first. Oh shit! He's the wizard. I'm the sorcerer's apprentice. I'm He's the only boom. person. I'm the only person that got the. The new book's books. about you. <laughs> I'm the kid that disappeared in the mirror. Yes. I'm the one that got the horror land one. Oh, fuck! God, goosebumps are the best. They're they're just fun. I liked how all of them, they were they were just. <laughs> scary enough like just scary enough like he he really arlstein really had a good oh he had eye a command for, of it just eye for like throwing a concept at you that is unpleasant and you don't like and present you with a situation mm-hmm. with that thing that you don't like that is also uniquely childlike that a child would right. be afraid of something this is why a child would be very specifically afraid of this but fundamental so that it goes still into me being like I don't want to be in a room with a with a no, ventriloquist doll. No, thank you. Of, I'm still sort of like ah, you know what? Wooden stairs in a basement. Like I know home? I could kick Pinocchio's ass, oh, but sure, I still man. don't want to yeah, have to. Come at me, Chucky! I'll yeah. beat you! I'll beat your ass. Which I'm hyper excited about the new Child's Play. Have you seen that one? I haven't seen anything about it yet. Oh, okay. One Aubrey Plaza plays the mom. Nah. I'm like, of course okay, she does. excuse me. What? April fucking Ludgate is going to play a mother? That's weird. But I think they're doing a big spin on Child's Play, and I'm actually really kind of excited about it. From the trailer that I saw on Facebook, it doesn't seem like... So, you remember Child's Play? That the concept was a serial killer... Well, he was put to whatever death row and he used his wicked voodoo magic and paid some guy his 80s plot magic, his 80s plot magic, right? To pay, he paid some dude to say a ritual to like give a little blood and then pull his soul from the ether of the universe into this doll and give him like sort of immortality Mm. despite the fact that the doll was like slowly falling apart because he needed to get back into a human body which was sacrificed like he had to get back in a virgin or a kid or something that whatever it was or the first person he revealed himself to that was the sorry that was the that's the plot kicker of it that's why the little boy was the thing anyway (laughs) this new child's play i don't think they're gonna do that 
I don't think they're recycling the plot and then just doing what Rob Zombie did with uh, Halloween or uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. He's not just making it viscerally darker, more gory, more body horror. Uh-huh. I think they're changing the plot around in Child's Play because what it looks like is it looks like it's like AI. Okay, it so looks they like, okay. It looks like they're the dolls it. are yeah, they're just updating it, but it looks good. It doesn't look stupid, and I don't necessarily think it's AI, unless it is like the soul of a conscious man uploaded his consciousness to an artificial intelligence, and now he's able to infect all of these dolls. Which, if I'm guessing the plot, is a little dumb, but it, I don't know. They look like they're changing because the trailer didn't feel like the original Child's Play. It didn't feel like an updated version of like, okay, this is just an, it's going to be an extra gory version of right. Child's Play. You never saw Chucky's face. There was multiple Chucky's. There's this whole thing. Did oh, you man. see uh, a, a killer kid robot? Unpleasant. That makes me heebie-jeebies. Yeah. That brings me back yeah. to like, you remember the, uh, uh, what is it? The Wolverine movie? What was it with the final one? The, uh, the one where he has a spoiler, his daughter shows up. Oh, Logan? Logan, that's it. Yeah, yeah. X-23? X-23, exactly. His daughter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was completely unsettling when Uh, a little girl has the nice... Oh, rabid claws. Yeah, she goes... And then she starts chopping people up. Like, like, you know... Terrifying beyond measure. Like, like, uh, unsettled. Like, (laughs) uh. Yeah, like my my balls jumped up my body. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. If they do the child's play, the child being the... I'm a child robot, and I don't have feelings, nor do I have guilt, and I have yes. super speed. Yes. Stabby, 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 stabby. I think... I can stab all of your vital areas in, in a quarter of a second. Yes. No! I feel like they're taking a plate, like they're taking a page from Gremlins, where they're like, oh, there's going to be lots of them, and they're going to be everywhere, and they're going to be unstoppable. And stabby. And you'll kill one, and there'll be 30 behind it. Right. You know? <laughs> so, I don't know what is in store, but I'm actually really stoked for it, because, again, I love horror movies and stuff. Yeah. And I saw this one, I actually just saw this one recently uh, on Hulu that was an original, I think a, like a Hulu original from their like, uh, they have this dark nights or scary things. It's like this banner that they're like doing a bunch of spooky movies So under. you mean Halloween? <laughs> Halloween, something like that. I forget what it's called. Uh, anyway, it's called uh, Puka, P-O-O-K-A. And this guy takes this job as the mascot for this upcoming Halloween toy that is a bear with these giant, unsettling, frosted glass, magnifying glass size eyes that it does whatever it wants. Sometimes Puka is good. Sometimes Puka is naughty. And no. the eyes go blue when he's good, or red when he's not. No, well, at least he telegraphs. Really, it's really weird and really unsettling. And I'm like, y- yeah, like yeah. no, this is right up this my alley. This is right up my alley of like this is this gets under my skin of this makes everyday objects uncomfortable to look at. We're, yep. And this is that's where Stein Stein hit it so well. He didn't just have an eye for it; he had a fucking command of what it was like to be a child and the fears of children. And I think I've, I think I've watched, uh, like, uh, interviews with him and he was, he himself was kind of a, I think a scaredy cat kid, an, I mean, a loner child. Right. What you know. Yeah. Right? He wrote what he know, and so he was, he's always just been able to tap into his own inner child incredibly well right. and make very simple things as an adult. You're like, Oh, I'm not afraid of that. Why would it be? Yeah, with mirrors, whatever. Oh, who gives it? But then where a child would be, go take that concept and where the child would go like 
I watched the Will you, Won't You Be My Neighbor, the Mr. Rogers documentary, which I highly suggest you it, – mm-hmm. every man should watch because it's really – it's a really incredible, uh, poignant look at masculinity. And, man, Mr. Rogers was an actually an incredibly complicated but amazing human being. There's one part in Won't You Be My Neighbor where he talks about – that Mr. Rogers had this wonderful command of how a child would view the world and how they might interpret any very specific thing. Not a single word on Mr. Rogers' neighborhood of dialogue was ever spoken in any kind of improv way. Nothing, nothing was ever like thrown into the show or last minute edition or nothing. Those scripts were like eight or nine times over-reviewed by their staff and by him every single episode because every single thing he said was, does it, it was filtered through like, okay, what might a child think? Is it positive? Is it, you know, is it instructional? Is it inclusive? Is it, um, he did the, he has this whole, I have this whole article about like the nine steps he would ask and the nine questions he would ask with every single piece of dialogue so that it would be rewritten and rewritten and rewritten and rewritten so that it would um, specifically help a child. And so one of the pieces that he was doing, he had an ophthalmologist on the show and he was, um, the guy's like, oh, I can see in your ear. And then Mr. Rogers was like, hold on, I need you, pause the show, do a second, and I need you to record a segment where you talk about that you can't see my thoughts, or you can't see the child's thoughts. <laughs> and which is something me as an adult would never think We would never fucking about. think about. Yeah, like, well, you can't child, see thoughts, shut the fuck up, you weird kid. Yeah, whatever, but a child might go there, and that's why I feel like R.L. Stein had that same kind of understanding of like, kids' mind might go there with this. Right. Someone might, might be worried about that. Yeah, irrational as it is. Somebody might hear the irrational tale of a mermaid, and if I just tweak it a little bit that it's like half killer orca mermaid, your brain goes, what? Oh, 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 oh. And makes crazy shit up, or whatever it was. Or the roller coaster from hell. Like, yeah. He took, if you dissect those books, none of the concepts themselves are inherently scary or anything. It's just he lays them on one little piece at a time. And he preys on, as a child, he preys on your, like, insecurity and naivete about how the world works. But the best part about every single fucking book was is he would bring you back. Oh, yeah. Right? It'd get spooky. It'd get, it'd get really scary. It's like, I can't turn the page. I can't turn the page. This is fucking creepy. Ah, the weird masked mutant is going to get me. Ah. And then it would be, and then he'd, like... Oh, just kidding. You're okay. Right, just, right. Oh, you're fine. It wasn't real. Or <laughs> saved your life. Right, oh, you guys made right. me ink. Yeah. He would get you from the <laughs> brink. Made me ink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He'd get you from the brink of really, truly like putting the book down and like, no, I can't do this. Right. And get you back. Oh, I thought it was so and, good. And you know what I also really loved about Goosebumps is not all of them have happy endings. Some of them, happy ending was the good way to end it. But a uh-huh. lot of them it was... And so-and-so were, was trapped forever. Yeah, they were trapped forever. Or never heard of from again. Or they couldn't find the body. Which or, gave you dread. Which right. gave you the weird, like... And you thought about that shit for weeks right. after. And I remember talking to my friends at lunch about, like, did you read this? Have you seen that? And and sharing the stories of reading Goosebumps together and everything. And talking about fucking fangirling about the whole, like, just reading... Uh, I love Goosebumps. It's Goosebumps is great. Good shit. All right. I think we're out. We're good. I think we're good too. This is a lot of fun. I'm so 
Today, I am grateful that we decided to make this show oh, because yeah. we had delicious, delicious sliders. Delicious food, delicious sliders. I highly recommend this recipe. Cannot always. recommend enough. Oh, this is good stuff. This is great. This has been the One Pan Podcast. Food's funny. Us not so much.